If you try to sell me a video package, I will not buy. If you tell me you're gonna help me make more revenue, get more customers, I'll be listening. What? You didn't have a portfolio. You didn't yeah. have logos. I don't give a fuck. A logo is not the decision maker. I don't even know what your logo looks like. I don't care. You don't talk about your video packages. You talk about their problems. You've got to get yourself out of delivery because you can't be shooting every day and doing sales. That next 40, 50, 100K is actually pulling yourself out of the business. If you want to make revenue, you've got to think like a business owner. I've been in some really dark places that I don't wish upon anyone. Those dark moments they're gonna build your story. A couple years later, I've got an amazing business, I've got an amazing partner right now, but it was those hard times is where it is. You need the conflict. Trust the process. The more you trust it, the more you get to receive the lessons. You need the difficult times to make a great story. Trust your journey is the best piece of advice I've received. If you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creative Greed podcast, a space committed to help creative entrepreneurs become successful in all areas of life. We normally have extraordinary individuals as guests. Today is not exception. <laughs> Today's guest. Oh, fuck. I, I'll tell you, I'm very pumped for this one because filmmakers and creatives are going to get tons of value. So I highly suggest that you pay a lot of attention today and get some notes because this man is about to spit so much fucking value on this episode. No pressure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Today's guest is a business coach for videographers and filmmakers. Please welcome the legend, Ayrton Sudols. Did I pronounce that okay? You did, you got it, you got it, bro. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me, that's, Welcome uh, to the pod, bro. Now I gotta live up to the value I gotta spit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we get into all the juicy stuff, for people that have no idea who you are, who are you? Like, give us the backstory of how you got to where you are right now. Cool. So my my name's Ed, so I'm a business coach, but that wasn't my my first career step. So I used to be a filmmaker, video. I still film, um, but my backstory is, you know, I, I used to work in a petrol station in 2016. I started watching Casey Neistat online. This is when I got inspired to do video. Growing up as a kid, I was always around business and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I want to start a business. I didn't know until what I wanted to do. So working at a service station, started watching Casey Neistat. I was like, man, video is something I should do. I remember my ex-girlfriend at the time was like, you should start a video business. So I started filming, got into that and like fast forward a couple of years, like I, I can tell a full story, but a short story. I learned marketing and sales is my skill point, not the filming in that. And that's where what I do now and what I love and what I actually do is help people with their marketing and their sales, which is filmmakers, which is my skill set. I don't understand the video side, but the marketing and the sales was what I fell in love with, which is where I get to work with guys like you and all the amazing clients that we have and work on the shit that they suck at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I can approve that his service is top level because I've been working with him for mm. just two months now. So, and we have gotten great results since we started working with you. So yeah, bro, hats off to you for what you're doing. You're crushing it. Why did you decide to go towards the marketing side of things? Like what about that was more exciting to you compared to making the videos itself? So yeah, when I first started my first production business, which was 2017 with a business partner, like I remember being inspired by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak kind of thing in business. And I remember when I first started my first business, I wasn't really good at filming. So I met my business partner at the time, which was fucking incredible, like a great filmmaker. And he sucked at the marketing and sales. And I was like, I'm obsessed with that stuff. Why don't we like kind of blend together? You do the filming and like I'll assist with that, but I'll do the marketing and sales. So my love fell into that when I started working with clients because like I started seeing that a lot of the videos that we're creating at the start weren't getting results. I was like, 
how do we get fucking results? How do we actually help our customers? So I fell in love with the sales and the marketing side and just invested so much time, energy, learning that for my clients first, but second for me, not knowing that I was going to turn into a business coach, but like I just wanted to make better videos that, you know, not like the filming side of things, but actually, you know, we had viral videos. We had clients, like one client of ours went from like 1.5 million revenue to 7 million in revenue in like less than 18 months because of the video strategy. And that shit was the, the stuff that I was excited about. The quality of the videos were 1080p and they were fucking terrible, right? <laughs> and this is where a lot of my, you know, my filmmaking clients go, oh man, your videos are shit. And like, I'm proud of that because yeah. they made millions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I fell in love with. So it was, it was learning from my mentors and understanding that there was a gap in the market when I was running my production business mm-hmm. that a lot of filmmakers don't understand or videographers didn't mm-hmm. understand. It was like, mm-hmm. how do you actually get that video seen? How do you actually create a video that gets your customer money like how do you make the money of the videos mm-hmm. which is what my became my obsession and that's what made me stand out as a filmmaker so like we did multi six figures in both production businesses that I ran mm-hmm. because of that not because I was the best filmmaker it was like I always found other people to film for me it was the marketing the sales part when I jumped on a call with a customer and I could say hey you need these videos here this is what's going to get you from point A to point B they didn't care about the quality they didn't look at my portfolio yeah. or anything yeah. like that I mean, I had a portfolio, not to say I didn't have anything, but they looked at the results that I got for customers. So yes. to answer your question, like getting into f- to the marketing sales was naturally because I was gravitating towards that because my business partner took over the filming side mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, sick. And, it, and there is a massive transformation for mm. a filmmaker once they make the switch from I'm, I'm not meant to just make really pretty videos. Mm. I need these videos to get a return on investment for my clients. Mm. Everything has changed for me since I started to understand that concept better. Mm. I think it was just before working with you, especially as well, it was almost like, okay, I have an exposure to this new perspective mm. on the videos that I'm creating. So now I'm also detaching from a lot of things of like, oh, I need to do try to sell the client on, hey, we need to get this shot and this yeah. and that when they don't care. Don't the client care. doesn't <laughs> fucking care. The client wants to make money out of the videos that you're making. Mm. So Some of them might want something different, like building their brand, their reputation. But in the end, most of them, what they want is a return on investment. Yeah, That's all they want. You know? So they don't really care if the video is shot in 1080 and 4K, how many cool transitions you have. Like there, there's all the things that will make your video mm get results for them other than, you know, a really cool video with awesome cinematic yeah. music. Yeah. There's a really good way to explain that as well. It's like, I remember seeing a, a video from Alex Samosi and it was re- related to sales, but this is something like, like, I think most videographers and filmmakers still don't get. And it's something I talk about every single day. And sometimes I just to re-talk about it. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things I learned from Alex um, and even from another mentor of mine was you need to sell them the destination. Mm-hmm. You need to sell them where they want to go. So yes. you've got to figure out when you talk to them, what do you want? Like, yes. where do you want to go? Why do you want the videos? Yes. Not just, here's the cool looking shot. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the nice looking B-roll. Like, yes. otherwise you're a commodity. So like, this totally. is what I learned from Alex. It's another guy I learned this early on. And that's, that was a pinnacle thing for me in business. Like the first six months of my first video business in 2017 is like, I figured that out. I was like, fuck, we are not selling video. Mm-hmm. That is the vehicle. We are selling the outcome. So figure out what the fuck your customer wants yes. and sell them that and then deliver them the outcome. And a really yes. good way to simplify that is like sell people what they want, give them what they need. 
Yes, love that. And, and it's like, if you're, if someone says, I want to go to Hawaii, you sell Hawaii, you don't send the you plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't sell on the itinerary and everything yeah. on there. You go, yeah. so you want to go to Hawaii? How, how, how do you want that holiday to be? What, what's that destination look like for yes. you? Get yes. them excited about that. And they go, wow, yeah, I want to be, you know, mm -hmm. sitting on the beach, drinking a pina colada. Mm -hmm. And you go, right, how amazing would that be for your family to be there as well? Mm-hmm. And they start envisioning that and that's the destination. And then you go, sweet. So to get there, you're going to take a flight and mm. this is how much it's going to cost. Mm. And then they're thinking about the holiday still. Yes. It's the same with video. Like you yeah. think about any business you work with, mm. most of them want to generate new revenue. Some want to build their brands or reach more customers. Mm. Status is a huge thing, become mm -hmm. the go-to. Like mm -hmm. even a podcast, for example, like an yeah. offer that you sell, people want to be the authority. Yeah, They want to stand out. They don't give a fuck how many episodes they do. Yeah. Well, however they get there, that's what. How do we get there? That's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they, they only care. It's like, can we get there? Yeah. Sweet. Sell me that. If that's twenty videos or that's one video, mm -hmm. doesn't matter to the customer. Like if someone comes to me try to sell me something, if you try to sell me a video package and that's all you sell me, I will not buy. If you tell me that we're going to take you to 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. And look, those are some big claims, but say you're going to help me make more revenue, get more customers. And you talk about that, the destination of where mm -hmm. I want to go, mm -hmm. I'll be listening. Yes. You know, that's how, that's how I've worked with my clients. Like even when I talk to my clients, I don't talk about, they don't want coaching. Like no one comes to me <laughs> saying, I fucking want coaching, bro. Like, you know, some people do, it's very rare. Yeah. But it's like, you know, when you go to a PT, mm -hmm. you don't go to the PT because you're like, you know what, I want a PT. Because I want to do like a session a week, you know. I want to. You go there because you've got a goal in mind. Yeah. I'll lose weight, or you know, get a yeah. six pack, do some pull ups, do a you know some a higher bench press, whatever your goal is. You go there. So the PT will sell you on that if they're really good. Mm -hmm. If they're not, they should listen to <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> Selling the destination. So that's a. I think that's a big thing that that filmmakers and videographers don't do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I was guilty in the first few months of my business i learned very i was thankful i learned it very quickly because i started learning marketing sales mm -hmm. and that was the the reason why our business grew really quickly like we did six figures in our first business within six seven months mm -hmm. that was with the business partners so it wasn't profit like mm -hmm. you know people don't look at that it was still great we grew that to multi-six and then i sold the business and then started another one across in mm -hmm. perth and did the exact same thing mm -hmm. no website no logo no portfolio just a pdf of what i was offering but i was selling a destination so someone is wondering right now, wait, what? You didn't have a, a portfolio. You didn't yeah. have a showreel, yeah. the, the logos. Yeah. So how do you do this, Ayrton? Yeah. How do you do this? So the simple way to explain it, and you know, it's, it's something that you're doing yourself, is you've got to figure out who you want to work with and what is it they want. Let's say like we're talking about the destination. You've got to sell the destination. And that's hard to sell when you don't know who you're talking to. So the same for me, like I work with filmmakers. I know what their desires are, their fears, their stresses. Like whenever I jump on a sales conversation and if you're listening to this podcast, you jump on a call, I already know your problems, but tell me your problems and I'll walk through what they are, right? You've got to understand your customer's problems. What are they facing? What are the challenges? Because if you can understand that, then they feel understood. They're going to go, wow, you actually have a solution to solve my problem. And this is where they forget about you not having a logo because they're not actually thinking about that because mm -hmm. a logo is not the decision making. Like I don't give a fuck about, I don't even know what your logo looks like. I don't, I don't care. I want to know if I can connect with you mm -hmm. and the person there. So the way to do it is you've got to figure out first, first of all who you want to work with mm -hmm. and what problem you're going to solve. Mm -hmm. So singular is the best way. So think about singular problem. Maybe it's getting more customers or building their brand. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it's, it's gyms or maybe it's personal trainers or maybe it's, 
real estate, maybe it's business coaches, coaches, like, like whatever. There's so many marks out. You just got to pick one mm-hmm. and just decide you're going to work with that. A really good time frame is to pick it for 90 days. It's like if you're going to stick with anything, don't flip-flop like Alex Samosi talks about in his book, $100 million. Don't freaking jump to niches every second day. It's a big thing people do. They go, they go oh, ooh, real estate. Over there. My mate's doing real estate. I'll go jump in that and I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, coaches or construction. Then they flip around and they mm-hmm. get stuck in this limbo land. You never actually get to learn the customer's problems because a real estate agent's problem is different to a construction business. Mm-hmm. Same as a business coach. Mm-hmm. And the way I talk to filmmakers is different to how I talk to a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. They may still have the problem of not getting customers, but a real estate agent wants more listings. A filmmaker wants more clients. He wants more video clients, big high paying deals, mm-hmm. different problem. Mm-hmm. Same same problem, but different way of explaining it. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step is getting clear who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And you just got to pick one. Most people think well, I'm going to be stuck in a box. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I have this conversation every day. They're like, but if I pick one, what if I pick the wrong one? Yeah, yeah. You can switch, you can change. You're not stuck there, but you need to pick one mm-hmm. if you want to grow the business. Like if you want to make revenue, you've got to think like a business owner, mm-hmm. which is step one, choose a market. Any marketing sales book I've read from the last, you know, five years, six years in business, some of the books are from the 60s, early 1900s, like some of the best marketing books. The strategies in them today are still relevant Mm -hmm. because it's the same process. Mm -hmm. It's just like dating as well. If you want to find a high quality woman or man, you've got to figure out what qualities you want in them. What are they inspire mm-hmm. what are their desires what are the values that they need to have mm-hmm. then the next step is the same with you you, know, you want to go find a client find out where they hang out mm-hmm. you know yeah. if you want to find a good woman they're going to be hanging out maybe at the yoga club or you know they're going not to at walk, the club they're probably they're probably doing things that you know it depends obviously the woman you're on track for i'm just mm. using an example but it's the same with a real estate agent they're probably going to be hanging out in different areas on facebook and instagram and linkedin and all these kind of platforms and you go hang out where they hang out and you start talking about their problems. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about your video packages. Mm-hmm. You talk about their problems. Yep. So what is the problem that a, say, a real estate agent has? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not known in the market. There's every like there's probably 10 or 15 real estate agents in their local area that they're competing against. Yep. And they're a commodity. Yep. So what are, why do they need video? Well, they need to stand out so they can become the go-to mini celebrity in their local area. Yes. So you talk about the fears that they're having. Hey, you're mm. probably like, let's just use an example of real estate. You're probably not getting enough listings because you're not standing out. This is why mm. you need to invest in video as a strategy. Mm-hmm. So you start talking about that. And this is what I used to do. I used to work with coaches. That was my main market for about four years. I got viral videos for coaches, got them mass results, made them hundreds of thousands of dollars because I understood that. And then when I jump on a call, I'd always talk about the same thing. Yeah. And it's like crazy. It's just yeah. like I'm having the same freaking conversation. Even today, like when I'm jumping on a call with a filmmaker, I'm like, I fucking love it because I'm like, bro, I know where you're sitting. Sometimes I yes. read out my customer persona to on a sales call to yeah. someone's like, is this you? Are you a filmmaker? Between this and this, yeah. you're a freelancer right now. You're doing eighty to hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe a little bit less. This is your number one fear and anxiety. Is like you don't have recurring revenue. You're having these up and down months. It yeah. feels like, and then they, they go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly me. How do you know that? That you're a psychic. So like that's a lot of people. You know, you hear that in every book, marketing book. It's like getting clear on your market is the first step. Mm-hmm. That is number one step. Mm-hmm. And this is why, you know, back to the question about not having a website and logo and stuff. I focus more on that and created an offer for people for my customer, mm-hmm. and I solved their problem. So when I would run like a Facebook ad, I'd just talk about the problem. 
And on the sales call, I talk about the problem and then I'll talk about the solution, the destination mm -hmm. where they want to go. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had a couple of testimonials and case studies and some viral videos that's, that helped as well. Mm -hmm. I just talk about them mm -hmm. and they'll sign up. And then afterwards, I'll say, hey, look, I don't have a website. <laughs> and they would be like... <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that openly to a yeah. customer. like, I don't have a website. And I deliberately didn't build a website. And this is where I see, because I did it by my first business. This is one of the biggest lessons I learned. And this is hopefully something that can hit. Sometimes it doesn't hit. The first... Uh, after about six months of my first video business, I started building the website, the systems, and all that stuff. And I took the foot off sales. It's the reason why I had to sell my company in the end. We made good money, but it goes down quick when you take the, f the foot off sales. Mm -hmm. And this is where a lot of filmmakers make the mistake. They make some money and they have a good month. And then they go tinker on the website. And then they go tinker on the other shit. They, they, it feels like they're doing something, yeah. but they're not. Like the thing that moves the needle is like getting <laughs> well, more you're clients. not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone else might disagree. I, I 100% agree branding is important. Yes, I have mm -hmm. a website now and have that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I'm not saying you don't do that. But I'm saying like in the first 90 to like six months, have something basic. Mm -hmm. Get in front of your customers, solve their problem. Mm. That's how you grow. If you create a product, say you create like a 5K package mm. or a 10K package or whatever it is for your customer and it's like the right thing for them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to do six figures, you just need to sell how many? If you've got a 10K package, how many? Yeah. 10. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it became very clear to me at I wasn't grasping the concept really well until I realized like, wait, he's selling the same exact thing. He's mm. having the same exact conversations. How can you not be a master mm. at it? If you know exactly the yeah. same problem, they all have, they all articulate it in a different way. Yeah. You probably are even better at articulating the problem for them. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. you talking to it, I'm pretty sure some people will be like, Oh fuck yeah. yeah! That's exactly. Yeah. I didn't know how to how to explain yeah. it. Yeah, this guy mm. understands me really well. So you instantly build a lot of trust and connection yeah. with with the prospect. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm curious for someone that is getting just started. What's your your perspective in? I'm just getting started. I'm loving videos. I want to get into it. Should I focus on mastering the craft, or should I focus on marketing and sales? Like, what 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 do you think is the action plan for someone that is completely raw. So first of all, get clear on what your goal is. So if you want to be a creative, you might spend more time getting better at the video side, if that's your goal. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to build a business, you need to think like a business owner from the start. Not a freelancer, think like a business owner, which is a paradigm shift for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So you might learn the basic skills that you need to get the actual outcome a customer wants. So for me, when I first started out, I learned just how to edit, how to light, and how to set up a camera and microphone. I never knew how to color grade. That wasn't really important when I first started out. I shot in a Canon 80D and I used that camera for years with my clients because mm. the client didn't actually care about it. They only cared about, does this video get me a result? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at a business side of things, I would focus on the sales and marketing and really learn. Like there is a shit ton of books out there. Alex Mosey's $100 million offers is probably one of the simplest and best offer creation books, it's not a sales book, it's more of a, a marketing and offer creation. Mm -hmm. Understanding the concepts of that will make you millions of dollars. Like I've made over seven figures from just the information in that book. Mm -hmm. That is where I'd start in the marketing and business side. If you want to grow the business and you want to make six figures, that would be there. If you want to be a creative and the best filmmaker, go learn the craft and go work for someone. Mm. Don't go start a business. Like go, if you want to learn the creative and you just want to stay mm. in the element, go work for someone else for a bit mm. and learn your creativity through there. Cause then you don't have to worry about your bills. Because mm -hmm. that's the biggest scare is like trying to start a business, but trying to learn both at the same time. Yep. 
go master the skills if you don't have it and work yeah. from someone else, learn from someone else. In the I didn't do that because I didn't actually want to learn the skills mm-hmm. to a high level. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to shoot a Hollywood film. I just, I loved business. That was what I, why I went down my path. Yeah. So depending on your goal, if you want to make six figures and you want to grow a video business, go learn marketing sales. If you want to be a creative and you want to have that freedom to create stuff, go get a job for a filmmaking business or video production business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty out there. A lot of my clients need team right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go get a job and, and be a be a you be a student. Yeah. Like learn. Yeah. Don't fucking get your ego up there and go. You know what? I'm gonna be the best. You gotta pay me more. Like, go and learn the ropes. Yeah. Even for myself, where like I'm doing some filming this week because I want to. I want to get back into the creative mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. I'm doing for free because I want to. Yeah. I want to learn. I want. I'm learning color grading. That's because it's. I'm. I'm getting my creative element out. I don't want to be paid for that. Mm. I want to have fun. Because it's, I want the creativity to be fun. I don't want it to be a stress. Yeah. So, yeah. Depending on your goal, pick which lane you're in. And I think it's important adding to what you just said, like having the awareness and clarity mm. of who exactly you want to be and what kind of life you want to build. Because mm. a lot of people will think easily after, let's say, learning a little bit of business or marketing or sales and all of that, and seeing like, oh, I should be the business owner. I should step up and do this and have mm. people work. Is not for everyone. Yeah, I'm mentally strong. Yeah. I'm very, I'm <laughs> relentless. I'm, I'm here to get financial freedom, to have a massive impact in the world. Mm. I'm willing to go through all this shit. I don't care. I will fall ten million times. I'll, I'll get up ten million times. Mm. You know, I'm unbeatable. Yeah. And even for me, some days I'm like, fuck this shit. It's too much stuff that needs to be done. If I look at the, like, just the to-do list, mm. it's overwhelming. Mm. You know, all the little things of like, okay, we're having discovery calls. We have sales calls. We, we have new systems. Mm. We need to learn all these new platforms. We're paying more. Expenses are going up. We have a, a new editor, you know, so we need to communicate yeah. with him. We need to have a, SOPs with the, the entire team. We have a, the operations manager joining to help. We have the podcast going on. We have clients. We have shoots. We have editing. Someone is getting mad because, you know, deadlines are coming up. Yeah. We're stressed. Like, it's not for everyone. No. And no. the more you, you climb the ladder, the higher the stakes. Mm. So yeah, your, your reward gets bigger, mm. but you you don't want to disappoint those clients because yeah. they're paying you a lot of fucking money. You know, mm. so it's, it's not for everyone. No. Be, being the one running the shit is not for everyone. Mm. So I think getting the awareness of like, are you best at being a creative? Because then you just need to find a guy that is driven and mm. then you can add to the team, become, mm. you know, create an, an unbeatable team. Someone mm. that, a company that is going to dominate because they have the creative on point. They have someone that is a master of mm. the craft, but then you have the other person that is hunting, mm. you know, for, to get, to get the leads in, to close the deals, to make sure that everything's running smoothly, to add into you as a creative as well. Like, Hey, mm. what do you need? You know, I'm, I'm always with, with my guy now. I'm like, how can I make his life, you know, easier? How can I make everything run smoother? How can we get him to the next level? You know, like it's been such a fascinating um, journey so far. Mm. And now like getting clear of like, okay, I can see the clear path of how are we going to get to where we're trying to go? What do we need to do? And now, you know, having people as well, mentors, coaching mm. to be like, that can see almost a few steps ahead of you and tell you like, hey, watch out, this is coming ahead. You know, this this yeah. might not be the best role, maybe go here. So um, before we get into the coaching side of things, because I, I think that's very important too. Um, so we just talk from someone that is getting started. 
Yeah. I think the next in between in there is someone that is making 10 to 15K mm. a month. That problem is very different to getting to the 40s plus a yep. month, right? So for someone that is stuck between 10, 15, mm. what what should they do? They're like, fuck, I'm, I'm working. Mm. Things are happening. I do get clients. It's not consistent, um, but we're roughly coming between 10 and 15. But I want to get to the next level. Yeah. What should they do? So there's, there's, I feel like there's different levels in businesses, like mm. hitting that 10K months. And that's like the first milestone, which is like six figures, right? Mm. Which when you first start out, seems like a lot. In business, it's fucking sounds, nuts. Sounds great. It sounds great. It's fucking not a lot. If you, yeah. your first goal yeah. is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Your first goal is 10K months. I applaud you. When you get there, you're going to be like, fuck, this is not enough money because you're not having like taxes. You know, uh, like if you bring on small team members, there's a lot of expenses, mm -hmm. even at that point. So someone who's at that next point, that's 10 to 15, right? And you are you feel like you're stuck. I remember being at this point. And I remember one of my friends triggered me when I was at this point because I was on a plateau. 2020, I was on a plateau. I was doing like 15, 20K a month consistently. Mm -hmm. And it kind of kept going up down up mm. down and never like broke the ceiling maybe i had a 30k month but that was very rare mm -hmm. and it's like i was like what the fuck is going on mm. and at the moment i was like just myself and i had like a contractor to edit and film for me every now and then i'd pay him when i had money but i wouldn't keep him around when i didn't have money so this is yeah. the thing that i realized because one of my friends said it to me one of my mentors salesperson actually said to my friend this is what triggered me he's like i thought edin would be further along the track <laughs> and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> and i was like took a second and i was like you're right and the actual thing that he said to my friend was has he hadn't hired like some more team members in, in internally mm. and i'm like no because i had this fear of like because i had the high month then i would spend the money on new gear or a camera and then i'll be like low month i'm like shit i've got all this work because i'm doing all the delivery so it'd be like sales delivery sales delivery and like this roller coaster mm. And the problem was every time I had money, I would spend it on gear or something else to come up. I wouldn't invest in a team. So I was spending on myself and I was very, I'll keep all the money to myself. I was afraid to invest in team. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I had that realization. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, that is the thing that stopped me. Yes. And for me, it was, it was actually hiring my first VA. Mm -hmm. you know, not a big expense, but it's about $3,000 to get started with like a, the company mm -hmm. I got with. And then it was like a consistent minimum three months. So I had to pay this person. Yeah. Plus I had to create the task for them. Yeah. And I was like, shit, what if the business falls apart? Like I always had this mindset, yeah. like what yeah. if it stops? What if no sales come yeah. in? And this is like the same thing with creatives. Like they, they, they always get stuck and like, well, I've had this big month and then but what if no deals come? Yeah. So the hiring a team member was the first step and actually investing in you know, another coach or a mentor that can work with you at that point was for me as well, mm -hmm. was the thing that took me from that you know, 20K months to consistently 50K plus months. Mm. Like it was a massive shift was team. Mm. And even for where I'm right now in business, the next step is not just team, it's A player team members to bring in. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. To get to 150K months, which is one of my goals. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I can do all the work. Mm. But that's that's been selfish because what I'm really good at is like just being present with my clients. Mm -hmm. Sales, I'm currently doing. I love it. I've got to get myself out of it because, like, my calendar is only so full. I'm really good at delivering and getting clients massive results. Yeah. So I got to find where my genius zone is and spend time there. So that ceiling that people hit, especially in creatives, that 10, 15, the next step thing is usually team. Mm -hmm. And it's also usually getting really clear on what outcome and what type of business you want to build because. 
The truth is you're at 10K and then you say you wanna get to 15K because you just think about money. One of the big lessons I learned from one of my mentors at the same time when I figured out any of the team, let me ask you this question, right? Mm -hmm. And you can answer this truthfully from your response. Mm -hmm. Say you're doing 15K or 20K a mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. To get to 15K, which is, sorry, 50K a month, that's mm -hmm. double your current business revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's double the amount of work based on what I just asked? I don't think so. Maybe because no. you're doing some coaching and you find out, <laughs> you understand yeah. team. No, no. But initially, so, you, yeah. if you didn't have team, mm -hmm. you think that's, if you're flat out right now and you got to mm -hmm. double the business in 30 mm -hmm. days, mm -hmm. you think it's double the work. Yeah, That, that yeah. is a common mm -hmm. belief that holds people back because yeah. if I ask you, what do you value more, money or time? Time, yeah, 100% so, time, yeah. So doubling your business equals more money, but you value time. So you won't actually go and pursue yep. the work or get the clients and get the thing. Yep. However, the business you're thinking as yourself, you're not thinking as the business. Businesses make money and they've got to pay staff. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it through the lens of like hiring more team members and that's where that next step is, mm -hmm. you know, you don't hire them full time, you get them on contractors mm -hmm. and then slowly upgrade them into full time employees. Mm -hmm. That's how you get your time back. But that's also the thing that allows you to get to the next level in business. Because mm -hmm. then you can focus on sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's where I feel, you know, if you're at that 10, 15K a month, the block, and look, I've coached a lot of dudes. And I've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. I've been there. The block is usually you're afraid to invest in team because you don't have consistent mm -hmm. cash coming in. Mm -hmm. But it's also, you've got to have a team to be able to go and pursue more deals. Mm -hmm. So you gotta just think, do you value your pocket being really full? Or are you gonna take a bit of a sacrifice for a month or two, mm -hmm. get your shit sorted, invest in team, and then take it to the next step? Then what's what's the next big thing from your perspective from 40K to let's mm -hmm. say the hundreds? So the 40K, the hundreds, there's a couple of guys who are working at this at very moment. It's like they've mm -hmm. got team on board. Now it's really systemizing the business and getting the yeah. owner out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Because even for myself, like, because I run the coaching business, like, that's my main focus. Mm -hmm. Doing 50, 60, 70K months, like, I've done some, you know, high months, 100K months. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in the business as much as I am right now. Mm -hmm. So, the, the bottleneck for me, and this is just sharing from current experience, because I see every business kind of the same level, just different mm -hmm. revenue funds. Mm -hmm. We have a small team together. The next 12 months for me is to get the fuck out of everything. Mm -hmm. still do coaching with some one-on-one -on -one clients, mm -hmm. the clients I want to work with, mm -hmm. but I need to get myself out of the business and stop doing delivery sales and pull myself out because then the business will take it to the next level because mm -hmm. the product is great. What we sell and what we do is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. Same with filmmakers. Like once you systemize your processes, you're at that next level, you need to get yourself out of the business. Mm -hmm. So you got to stop filming you got to stop doing the sales. You got to stop, which sounds the filmmakers are, but I fucking love filming. I don't want to stop doing this. I'm not saying stop doing it. I'm just saying stop doing the client work. You can do your creative projects out of that. It's a hard one. Is, I get it. It's hard. I've <laughs> gone through it. I know how it is, but it, it's the it, only way, buddy. <laughs> unless you unless you yeah. want your business to stay at 25K, you can still be in yeah, And that's why yeah, some people yeah. love that. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like it, it, some people don't want to go and make a million dollar business. You, you do. So you've got to get yourself out of delivery because you can't be shooting mm -hmm. every day and mm -hmm. doing sales because mm -hmm. the whole shoot day, I remember when I used to shoot, fuck energy, dude. Like the yeah. whole day, yeah. you're out. And if you have sales calls that night, you can't take the energy, you can't spend yeah. the time, yeah. you can't follow up with leads, yeah. you're exhausted. It doesn't matter how many coffees yeah. or Red Bulls you have, you can't fucking energetically yeah. do that. 100%. So something needs to give and that's that next pivot. I've had a couple of clients who are in that transition of going to some are aiming for 100K months. Mm -hmm. They've got some team members on board it's now getting them out of the business. So mm -hmm. that's all we talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
you know, it's it's quite difficult because it's usually if you're fully creative, you're entwined into everything. Like yeah. you're weeds, yeah. like yeah. you're grounded in the business. I started the business. Not only that, you have this belief that your customers only want you. So that's why they're yes. around. That's yes. fucking a limited shit. belief, yes. One of my clients in um, in Toronto, absolutely love working with, been working in 12 months now. And he has that belief. And because he, he's built this brand, he works with high-end real estate. Mm-hmm. Like we've been working the last probably three months to pull him out of this because he had this belief like everyone wants me and like he charges really premium prices. Like and he gets amazing clients. He does mm-hmm. amazing work. I said, bro, what do you really want? So I want to build a business that like runs itself. It's like, cool. You are not fucking shooting anymore. You say no Stop. to everyone. Yeah. And we created what's called a fuck off price for him, which is he's so expensive. If you want to hire him, you really want him. Yeah. You're going to pay him triple. Yeah. And no one wants to pay that. Yeah. So he's got team members that they got to work with. Yeah. And we did a whole rebrand of his business just to get that working. Which now he's on that path. He's in transition for doing that. So yeah, to answer that question, that next kind of 40, 50, up to 100K is actually pulling yourself out of the business. And having systems and processes yeah, to, be able, process. to yeah. be able to do that. The, okay, someone's listening to this and it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, okay, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, start putting myself into a journey of getting to the next level. I think one thing that was became a problem for me for a long time mm. was not having systems and processes. What are What would you say in your own experience are the minimum that you should have if you're trying to become, let's say, a business owner for the business to continue to grow and kind of like slowly transition to the next level in terms of uh, systems. Yeah, so it depends where you obviously are in your journey because systems is a, a very broad mm-hmm. way of saying because mm-hmm. there's a system how you get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's a system how you make your coffee, right? So we're going to decide what systems are important at what stage of the business because you don't go and build finance systems and all these high-level stuff that big corporations build mm-hmm. when you're starting out. You'll be focusing on your product, your mm-hmm. product system. So a really good way to explain this, I call it the five five ones, mm-hmm. is your, your first, let's say uh, six figures, even your first million dollars, you should be thinking like this. It's a really good book you should read, which is Built to Sell. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I recommend you this yet, but you should read it. Mm-hmm. Just finish reading it for probably the third time. It's a really simple way. It doesn't teach this what I'm about to teach you, but it is the same concept. So it's this rule of five ones. You want to have one avatar that you're working with. Mm-hmm. You want to have one product that you have created for the avatar. You want to have one sales force, uh, sorry, sales process, and then one traffic source for one year. You want to focus on that. You do have other ways that people come in. So people come for referrals, but you want to keep it simple. That's the first system you need to develop. Is like that that I call it the conveyor belt method. That's what obviously our program is all about. Having the one process that way that people come in, you sell one thing. Because mm-hmm. the more you add in, the more systems you have to build. Mm-hmm. And this is where filmmakers go, I want to sell brands, three videos, and all this kind of stuff. Yes, you can mm-hmm. package it up into one system. And then you systemize that system first. Mm-hmm. And the first, if you want to break it into departments of a business, you've got sales, marketing, you've got delivery, you've got your finances, and then you've got uh, HR kind of stuff where it's human resources. When you're starting out, it can get overwhelming because you've got to wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. So as the CEO or the business owner, the first part department you need to work on is the delivery. That's the first mm-hmm. system one you do. So you systemize your product, you systemize getting editors on board and filmmakers, and that's where a majority of your first, even to like $25,000, $30,000 a month is focused on. Mm-hmm. Then you then will build your sales and marketing systems that you can mm-hmm. then build a sales team, mm-hmm. bring on the sales people to run that. Those are the first two like pillars of the business mm-hmm. that you'll build. Mm-hmm. 
from there, when you get to say like six, like six figures a month, mm -hmm. you work on different shit, right? Which we don't currently have any guys doing 100K per month just yet. Mm -hmm. That's my goal in the next kind of 80 months to get some guys there. Because mm -hmm. that stuff is like getting, you know, financial operators and teams and CFOs mm -hmm. and like all that kind of shit into your business, mm -hmm. right? So the, the starting point of view, if you're a filmmaker that's not really understanding what a system is, you want to like systematize how you edit your videos. Mm -hmm. You want to have them standardized. You want to have a step-by-step -step process that you can pass it off to an editor, mm -hmm. right? Simple way is you can put it into like a Notion document or something like that. Just like start documenting. A really cool way to think about this as well is you shouldn't actually be creating all the systems. This is where like a lot of people go, oh shit, I've got to have all these systems. <laughs> I've got to go create them all. No, get your team to create yeah. them. Show them, give them a template. And like, if you want to check, reach me out on Instagram, I've got a template you guys can have. Mm. Give them a template to fill in and create a system for you. Because how they do it, you might not do it that way. Like the way my video edits get edited, I don't know how to do that. Mm. So how do I create a system on that? I don't give that to my editor. And that way, if I create the system, guess what? If he leaves, I can plug can someone else into it. Yep. Same with uh, my VA and same with my support coaches and my team members. Mm -hmm. I've... Like got them to create systems for two reasons. One, so they don't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. But two, if they leave, I'm not fucked. Yeah, yeah, 100%, you're protected. Yeah, because yeah. then it's documented. Like how I run a coaching, even how I run my calls is systemized. Mm -hmm. So I can hire people, right? Mm -hmm. So for a filmmaker, videographer, you, the first system is, is your delivery. Mm -hmm. And also your personal life. That's more of a, a personal one, but systemize your delivery and then it goes to sales. Just to add to that, because someone might be listening to this and they'll be like, wait, but impractical, what can I use? What mm. kind of software or apps or anything mm. could you use to get started in everything you just yep. said? Like some, some recommendations you can give. So the first way I think I always suggest is it's not the tech that's going to solve the problem. It's understanding a visual map. So something I do with clients first is we start and we actually... You, know, you create your customer's journey in a visual timeline. So you do that first. That's the first step. Understand how you go from someone coming in as a client, if they come from referrals, is it from paid ads, how they come through mm -hmm. to the sales, to your delivery, mm -hmm. and you just map that out. From there, that's a program you can use for that. It's Lucidchart. Very simple. There's one Myra, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. I use both of them. I keep my systems either in a Google Doc, like an SOP, or in Notion, I'm actually just recently trans, um, mm -hmm. like transferred over to Notion. I find Notion's really simple, especially for creators. It's very simple to use. Mm -hmm. The other thing tool that I use is Monday. Now, the reason I use Monday is more for tasks mm -hmm. for my team, so they can manage all the steps that needs to be done. And that's just a tool. But I create the visual map first, then I create the SOPs and the major tasks, and then I use the tool. Mm -hmm. So the thing that you'll see in marketing, obviously, because I sell shit. These marketing tools, they sell you the shiny thing you're thinking that's the solution, it's not. Mm -hmm. You've got to, first of all, sit down, think about what are the systems you actually need. Because mm -hmm. you probably, like if you're doing $10,000 a month, you probably don't need to have a full financial system of how you can, mm -hmm. like, you just need to get money in the door. You need to fix your sales problem mm -hmm. and your, your marketing, get clients. Mm -hmm. Once you fix that, then you have a delivery problem. Mm -hmm. So tools, Lucidchart, Monday, Notion. Notion's probably my favorite at the moment. Mm -hmm. They're the simple tools. Yeah. I will add to that Calendly. Calendly, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that tool is game changer. Now we're transitioning to a different one with yeah. what we're doing, but Calendly blew my fucking mind. When did you start using that? I started probably November last year or something. Yeah, okay. 
and it was from another marketing guy as yeah. well. He like he came to me. He's like, "Wait, how are you booking your clients?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Like uh, an email and whatever we find out uh, what's the suitable time for both." Yeah. He's like, "Dude, calendar, fuck, calendar." Cal- <laughs> I I learned about calendar like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Actually, one of my very first business coaches, and this is this is more on a personal system, right? Because we're obviously talking marketing sales systems there, but. Mm. A personal system that most people don't actually spend time on. It actually frustrates me when I chat to a client and they're like, I don't have time. And I'm like, okay, show me a calendar. And they're like, I'm not using one. So like, how do you know you don't have time? Yes. So my first business yes. coach was like, you want to bl- use a calendar on a yes. day. Like I am weeks in advance already got stuff planned mm-hmm. in my calendar. Before mm-hmm. I start the day, I already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So a calendar is a good system. Yep. If you don't have that, and that's leading on with Calendly, link them both together. Yeah. You, you like should be blocking a powerful stuff. combination yeah, right that's there. probably the, that's yeah. more of like a productivity system that people probably yeah. don't do yeah but. yeah 100% Calendly have your Google Calendar set up and one that you you should be using some sort of invoicing system yeah. and accounting system zero is what we use and mm. it's awesome coaching mm. how much have you invested in yourself uh, look, I don't really want to say in case my partner listens to this. <laughs> now she knows. Over 100K. Like cash, not on credit cards, like out of my bank account, already spent. And that's what I've calculated. There's probably a little bit more on the courses and stuff that I purchased over the year. A lot, right? I actually don't feel like that's a lot. But for some people, yep. that's their first goal They'll in business. They'll be like, what? Yeah. 100K? My, my mentors have spent like half a million, some of them spent millions of dollars on coaching. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I wish, yeah. you know? So like, yeah, a lot. Tell me about your coaches because mm. you have spent a, a significant amount mm. in coaches. What, how has that changed for you? Who was your first coach? What mm. do you jump in after him? What are you currently working on with your current coaches and how many do you currently have? Mm. Good question. So when I first started out, which is 2016, that was when I was starting to pick up a camera. My very first mentor was a guy named Vin Jang. And by the way, Pause there. I can't wait to do his workshop. I, his since workshop? I came across his content like maybe four months ago or something, I'm like, fuck, I want to do yeah. this course is so bad. He's so good at communication. Sorry. Yeah, keep going. He's, he's, he's amazing. He he changed my life in a way that he does. Oh, he does know I've told him multiple times. Mm. But when I first met him, he is from Facebook. I just saw his content. And growing up as a kid, I was always the shy kid. And I was always the a little bit of a class clown at school because I didn't know how to speak mm-hmm. and I'm dyslexic. So I spell everything backwards. So I struggled to communicate, really struggled, had no confidence. Like people who see me today, they're like, bro, like you're really fucking confident. Like you're like, your sales yeah. master. And like, yeah, I didn't fucking start like this. Like I was like the most un, like coordinated kid. I couldn't even think about what to say before I said it until I met this guy, Vin. And when I met him, I was just through Facebook and I remember him doing this post. He's running like, he started his journey in doing workshops and it's like mm-hmm. 2016. So he's still doing, he used to do like keynote speaking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was inspired by him because he was like who I wanted to be. And I was like, man, I love your voice. I love how you communicate. I want to be like that because I yeah. fucking suck. And I was scared of being in front of camera. Like I just started, and I wanted to start vlogging because I started watching Casey Neistat and I was like trying to speak in front of the camera, like just frozen. Like I couldn't yeah. speak. So Saw one of his posts on Facebook. I was like, bro, he's running this workshop and like he's looking for 10 beta clients to come to his first the kind of, he wanted to test wow, his thing out. Yeah. And I was like, there's heaps of people applying. I was like, shit, how am I going to apply for this? Yeah. So I was like, I'd been trying to message him and I'd trying to get in contact with him because I was just like a young kid trying to learn shit from yeah. any mentor I could figure out. 
Anyway, I got in contact with him. I sent him for a video that I created, which was this video of me working at a petrol station. And like, it was this story I had that I was going from this unsuccessful petrol station operator to a successful entrepreneur. I had no success at that point, but I created this video and that was my first kind of marketing video. Well, it wasn't marketing. It was just like a fun video I made yeah. with my mates. Yeah. I sent that to him. He's like, bro, you've got to come to the workshop. And he said that to me. That's I was awesome. Like, Fuck, this is great. It was in Adelaide. So I was in... Um, By the way, this is how you get your foot in the door with someone yeah. <laughs> that you really want to work with. You put some energy and thinking it. into yeah. it. You get creative. I just go, yeah, I know what mental yeah. is going to suddenly come. Yeah. Like I had like probably $200 in my bank account yeah. at the time. And I was I was with my um, my um one of my partners at the time. And I remember it was a couple of days before Christmas. I think it was 22nd of December at 2016. And... I didn't. I decided not to get flights over there because I couldn't afford it and it was cheaper to drive because I had a really cheap fuel car and it was going to cost maybe 60 bucks of fuel to get there and 60 bucks back. And I only had 300 bucks in the bank account. And I didn't know how much the workshop was going to cost because he didn't say what the price was. I was like, fuck, if it's like 400 bucks, what do I say? Can I just get a payment plan or something? <laughs> I was so nervous. So we ended up driving across to Adelaide. Took like you know eight hours of driving there. We stayed in this like... $25 a night, like Airbnb above mm. some Asian lady's house in a little, mm. little shack. It was the cheapest, shittiest, mm. gringiest looking mm. thing. But it was great because I was like, I was like, I just want to go to this workshop. And I yeah. remember going to the workshop and meeting him. I was like, I was in awe. It's like, man, this is like the first time I'm meeting this guy. I'm like, I've seen him on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm always fanboy. I was, Completely I was, yeah, fanboy. I, was fanboy. Yeah. I, was like, like, I remember, like, I didn't know what to expect to the workshop, but. Yeah at the workshop to keep the story short is I did this one exercise where he made me yell in front of all these strangers. And I was like, like so frozen, like how the, like I can't even speak. And then he got me to tell a story and read a book because I was dyslexic. I was so, so embarrassed and shy of reading this book. And like I was stumbling words in front of all these people I'd never met before. Hmm. But the most growth came from that. Like, he like that moment of me reading the book i was so uncomfortable like made me expand my like uncomfortableness like you know what fuck it let's just master this and one of the things i took away from the workshop it was great to meet him like it, it really helped me and we did some mm-hmm. exercises and stuff afterwards he said dude if you want to do video if you want to do like speaking get better at this stuff you need to practice every day you need to film yourself this is how i got in the video it's like i saw him he had a video he actually had a video production company Oh, uh, yeah, he used yeah. to go and film. Yeah, his videos um, are pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so he had a video guy that would, he actually owned the production company, but they would go to like keynote events and mm-hmm. film it. And that's how he made money. And he was the guest speaker and then he would yeah, sell them on the thing. Right. I was like, bro, that's so fucking smart. That's clever. I think, but at the time I was, I was like, you know, 20, I think I was 21 at the time or 22. And I was like, man, like that's, I want to be like that. So like I took away and I started filming myself every day. And I've got literally hundreds of videos, me just practicing speaking in front of camera. So that was my first mentor, which started the journey. And like, I got to the workshop. I ended up not having to pay anything. He's like, it's free. But wow, it Fuck it was it. incredible because I drove yeah. there. And I remember driving yeah. there, zero dollars, and like a couple of days before Christmas. And yeah. my parents were like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I just felt like that was the thing I need to do. Sick. So like, fast forward other mentors over the years. I've had you know ones in mindset, money. Uh, I've had some business, Facebook ad guys, sales guys, like. Every mentor's had a different flavor and a different thing. And every time I invest in one, it's it's always at a different point in my journey where I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. So my next kind of big breakthrough mentor was was when I went actually sold my last production company. Mm-hmm. So 2017 to 2018, went to six figures, did really well in a production business, but I had to sell the production business because me and my business partner had a split. Mm-hmm. 
on the day I sold it, decided, fuck it, I'm going to move to Perth. I'd never been to Perth. I was like, I needed something new. I needed to get out of my hometown. I needed to expand. Mm -hmm. My mentor that I ended up signing up with was in Perth. And I'd already known him through Facebook ads. And because I'd seen his ads for so long, I wanted to work with him. And I, I reached out to him. I actually want to get a job with him, but he wouldn't hire me because I'm a fucking entrepreneur. You cannot hire me. I'll, I'll come in and learn because I want to go inside of his Yeah, business. exactly. So, yeah. so he knew that. And he ended up, uh, I remember doing, getting him to Perth and I'd met him in person. And it was a couple months later where I was really struggling. Like I just sold my last production business. I'd moved to Perth and I was doing some Facebook ad and marketing and a little bit of video. It wasn't like really focusing on the next video business mm -hmm. just yet. I was kind of mm -hmm. finding my feet. Got to a point where like a couple of weeks behind in rent I had no money coming in. And I knew marketing and sales. Like I had the skills, like obviously a lot more advanced now, but I had the skills of knowing how to sell, but I couldn't sell shit. I was literally throwing shit at the wall. And I remember going to my partner at the time. I was like, what do I do? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. What the fuck do I do? And she's like, why don't you get a coach? Why don't you get a mentor? And that time, like the most investment I spent was on courses and stuff like mm. that. So maybe like a couple of thousand dollars. I hadn't mm. invested like five or 10K into mm. a coach just then. Mm. And I was like, fuck it, all right. I'll put a post on Facebook. 40 people like commented on it like as a coach. Yeah. And then he reached out. I was like, bro, like what do you need help with? I'm like, right now I have two weeks behind rent. I have like about a thousand dollars in the bank account. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have no money coming in. He's like, bro, trust me, we got you. And like, he just like, he let me come in as a positive. I ended up putting on a payment plan and getting sorted, but it was like five or 6K for the first program. And that was a lot of money. I tried to call my mm -hmm. family. Can anyone lend me money? He was like, mm -hmm. no, you can't have it. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. I was like, can I just join? I promise I'll pay it back in the first month. I'll do whatever I can. Like, I'll just fucking listen to you. And he said, cool, we got you, bro. Because I knew him and I got him in person. Like, I'm really thankful that he gave me that opportunity because first month we made $10,000. Second month, $20,000. That was like, mm. you know, 30000 Within seven months, we'd done over 100K cash collected mm. just from one of the strategies he taught me, which leads into today, I teach that exact same strategy to my yeah. clients, which is paid marketing. Yeah. Because I was in that new city. I had no referrals. I had no network. I had no portfolio yeah. and I needed to sell. And yeah. working with him really changed my life. Like it was one of the most impactful moments because I was in a hole that I was like thinking about going and getting a job mm. at Harvey mm. Norman and going, fuck this, like mm. business is fucking hard. Mm. And that was after I'd already had a six-figure business. Mm -hmm. So that's where people think, oh, once you get a six-figure business, suddenly you're successful. No, no, no. That's going to be fucking... Even I think I've talked to you recently about the mountain. You climb the fucking mountain. You're climbing really high yeah. and you're like, you know what? This is really fucking hard. So you don't know when the end points. So you can't climbing that Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the top and you see the view and you're like, you know what? fuck that was really hard because yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah, take yeah. a moment yeah but then you get that glorious view yeah and then there's the next fucking mountain yeah <laughs> which is the exciting thing because you, you don't want to get to the top and not have yeah. another mountain that's yeah. that's the the cool thing about life is that mm. once you get to the top of that mountain there'll be another one to climb that's what makes it fun imagine if you just get to the top mm. and it's like oh, okay cool yeah. what do we do now well, humans yeah. hum I, I was talking to um my mate christopher who's a more spiritual sound here he's, he's one of my other coaches i've worked with a fair bit over the years not on business and this is where a lot of my coaching to answer your question leading forward is i i don't do a lot of business coaches mm -hmm. now like i'm more in the spiritual kind of how do I unblock and get to the next level in, in my inner self? So it's like, I understand the marketing. I've got that sales. I still learn and study that yeah. stuff, but that's kind of like my bread and butter and I get to do it every day. Yeah. Now I'm doing more of the inward journey for the last couple of years. 
And that's where I've met spiritual mentors in different scenarios. I've done psychedelics. I've done that yeah. kind of stuff. This is exactly where I wanted to, <laughs> to get because one thing I've noticed with you, and so I'm, I'm working closely with a lot of business coaches mm. and I've met a lot of them as well through the podcast and through relationships and stuff mm. in the past six months. And I've been learning about a completely different universe that I mm. didn't know existed, you know, from psychics to manifestation coaches to quantum physics yeah. uh, coaches to healers to this, to that, <laughs> that to a lot of people, this will sound insane. This is crazy. Like, yeah. how are they making money? How are this? You know, now I get it afterwards. Mm. But my question was, Obviously, you have had all the different coaches for the practical things mm. and, and let's say the business side of things. But now, how much are you into the woohoo stuff oh. and how has it helped you? You know what? Like, I'm curious to hear the different coaches you have had that are out of the ordinary, let's mm. say. Yeah. So what sparked the, the change in the type of coaches I started investing with? It's like, and this is this is the same. I think there's a there's points where you've got to learn the business fundamentals, and you've got to work with like the very business coachy. And like I am like that mm -hmm. with my clients, and I, I want to introduce them to the spiritual stuff because it is a bit weird, it's a bit different. But mm. the point was for me is I had a spiritual awakening in like 2020 mm -hmm. when my ex broke up with me. Like it it mm -hmm. came down like a fucking ton of bricks on me and fucking destroyed me. Like business was going well, but I didn't was spending so much time on the business like seven days a week hustling. Mm -hmm. I didn't spend any time in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And she left me because she fell out of love. And I was like, that fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Not only that, when she broke up with me, two days before that, I just signed up to my new coach. And it was like the universe aligned at this time because like I came to the first coaching call for him and was like, bro. Broke. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> bro, like, I just got broken up with. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, right. Hmm you should not be doing any business stuff right now. You need to do an inwards journey. He was very spiritual. And that's why I was kind of attracted mm -hmm. to him because he was he was a business coach making a shit ton of money, but he had this weird different way of doing it. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. just like the traditional like run ads, do sales. It's like, like like this more holistic way. And mm -hmm. that's why I was attracted to him. Mm -hmm. He's like the first call I had with him. He's like, bro, you need to do some work on like your, your inner child. You need to work on like yourself right now. Mm -hmm. And like sit here and find out what the lessons you are that you need to learn mm -hmm. from this breakup because it, it happened i created it right mm -hmm. like everything that i have in my life i created so that was like the the awakening of me going you know what i need to do this inward journey so then i started like getting into like cards crystals you know all that kind of stuff and i met one of my my good friends um a couple of months later at a mastermind who he he started talking about like psychedelics and how he mm -hmm. changed his life and he had mm -hmm. You know, he had started off mm -hmm. his career being a real estate agent. And he was like very gun ho mm -hmm. guy, kind of like my story. Like my first couple of years of business, I was like seven days a week, hustle, 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 hustle. Mm -hmm. He introduced like, have you ever done psychedelics? I'm like, no, I've never done it. I'm like, well, what is this? I'm like, I was like, I'm a new child here. Fucking anything spiritual, dude, throw it at me. I'm yeah. tested. So he invited me to a retreat. Um, I think it was in April 20, yeah, 2021. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the most pinnacle and breakthrough times for me in business life up until this day mm -hmm. went to this retreat i've never done psychedelics we ended up doing we did like six grams of like was it mushrooms yeah mushrooms yeah. mushrooms mm -hmm. very spiritual kind of retreat like it was mm -hmm. with friends and like a couple of other guys and we went there it's just a men's group so it's just men mm -hmm. we did some psychedelics i'm like man at first started doing it i'm like nothing's happening i was like had this ego i was like no nothing's happening maybe i'm just you know so supreme that this can't like 
you know, touch me. And then fucking boom. The ceiling and the roof just went, whoa. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) One of my best mates, he's he's like that. He's like, I've been telling him, bro, I think you should do psychedelics. It's yeah, gonna, yeah. It's, I think it will open new ways of thinking for yeah. you and see life very differently. I've done it a few times yeah. now. And he's like, I don't think it will do anything to me. And I'm like, oh yeah. boy, you're in for a treat. That, that's, that's the ones that it works the most. Yeah. Time because they're like, they got this ego. And I had an ego of like, yeah. no, I'm like, I'm the best. But it gave me an ego death. Because I did a, we did obviously a full weekend of it, and just, it was more of a spirit scenario. So like a lot of people do, you know, psychedelics is a fun like mm. you know going clubbing. Like that wasn't what we're doing. We we're doing it more in a, a spiritual kind of mm. personal growth mm. weekend. And mm. the one of the biggest lessons I got out was like up until that point, I never felt like I was ready or worthy. Mm. I never felt like I had the skills to go and step into what I'm actually doing right now. Because mm. that was the point that I was running my video production business. We're doing 25, 30k months. I wasn't really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it for money. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a purpose with it. I kind of lost the purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I like I lost what I was there for. Mm-hmm. But I loved coaching. I loved like working with clients. And that was that retreat kind of sparked it six months later. It ended up happening. It's where I transitioned into coaching for filmmakers. Because mm-hmm. my heart was like, I just want to fucking help. I want to teach people what I know. Because like yeah. I get it. And like we've made money. I know I've made my clients money. I know, I know how to do it. I know mm-hmm. how to simplify it. And like... Mm-hmm. But it was that point that at the retreat where I'd done this psychedelic trip, there's like, I come away saying, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. And it fucking, it was an incredible experience. A couple weeks later, I had the biggest breakdown of my life after that, where it went from like this high to the deepest, deepest fucking part of my life where everything fell apart in the business. And it's because I started letting go of clients I wasn't aligned with. And then money stopped coming in mm-hmm. because I wasn't aligned with that. Yeah. So it was like an alignment shift and it was good because I needed to go into a dark place where we basically had, you know, again, I had no money. I, after doing 30K months, this is where like a lot of people see success online. They don't share the the troubles. Mm -hmm. We've done some big months, but they've had some really shit months. And I had a couple of shit months in 2021, like the May, I think it was, where I had $0 coming in. I had to give a refund to a client because we didn't get the result that we were promising. Mm. I couldn't sell. I was like, fuck i jumped on calls trying to sell everything the kitchen sink the fucking the kettle the toaster (laughs) the whole house and trying to put on discount no one would buy it and it was fucking hard and that was probably one of the pinnacle points after the the mushroom trip that was like i need to stop doing the thing that i don't love and start doing the thing i want to do which Mm -hmm. was switching into coaching and probably about six months after that i fully switched into it Mm -hmm. i got my video business back on track and then i ended up closing that down and then switching full into coaching. But in that mo- that moment, I found out that, you know, I had some some money beliefs as well that weren't serving me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel worthy of money. Mm. I had to fix that. So, yeah, spiritual can go like a lot deeper than that. But like my, my spiritual coaches, you know, there's, there come at different points. Like mm-hmm. one was at the start of my breakup. He kind of got me on the path of like, you know, these guys like David Deer, the superior man, like books like mm-hmm. that to listen to. You know, I've had other coaches that, you know, introduced me to psychedelics and then others who introduced me to, like Christopher, one of my good friends, introduced me to sound healing and stuff mm. like that. So there's all these different modalities that I've done mm. that up until now, like now I'm, I can wake the fuck up and I can be on a sales call. And if you say no to me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be there to help you. And people can feel that fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm on a coaching call and I, I get to challenge my clients now because mm. I see them in their shit and I'm like, bro, I was there. I've been mm. there. Mm-hmm. stop being in your own little pity party like get mm-hmm. the fuck out of that yeah. and that's because I've done this inner work yeah 
which a lot of people don't do until they've fucked up their business at least once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, it all comes with mindset first. Eh? Mm. Like it's impossible to build a successful life, a successful relationship, a successful business mm -hmm. if you haven't done some work in your mindset because mm. your mindset will, di will dictate your reality. 100%. Right? Books. You read a lot. I You're do. You're an avid reader. I do. Top five. You gave us already one. Yeah. So top five books that you think any creative entrepreneur should read in order to build their ultimate reality. So these ones uh, are ones I personally recommend all the time to clients. The first one is going to be uh, Secrets of Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. That was one of those books where I was sharing like that dark moment that I was at having those money beliefs. It's a, it's a book around rewiring your money beliefs because a lot of us see, if you see $10,000 is a lot of money, that's because you have a belief around that. Mm -hmm. For someone else, I see that honestly as $10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I go and collect more of it because I need more $10 notes to yeah. equal 100, right? Mm -hmm. So that is one of the first books I'd always recommend. The second one is The Miracle Morning. It's mm -hmm. a very simple um, get your shit sorted in the morning kind of book. Mm -hmm. Very simple. The third one would be $100 million Offers by Alex Mosey. This is more of a business structured one on mm -hmm. offerings, right? And I'd read these in order. So Miracle Morning, and then I would read the $100 million, sorry, Secret Million, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Mm -hmm. $100 million Offers would be the next one. How many are on there? Four? Is that, we went four? I think I'm uh, four. You're on four. I think I'm now. four. Yeah. The fifth one, this is going to be, ooh. No, Did, sorry, you're, you were about to I'm say, about to say four. four. So we've yeah. got two more. Depends where someone is, but if I was if I was going to look back at my journey, what's the books that I have? Those ones are like later in my journey, but some early ones that I've read. One was Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. And that was all about finding what your why was within mm -hmm. your business and having that. Like mm -hmm. I know customers work with me because I share them my truth mm -hmm. and they understand that I actually generally fucking care about them. Mm -hmm. That was a really powerful thing that I've had in business. Mm -hmm. Last one would be, if it's more of a business one, would be build a story brand. I haven't heard by Donna Miller. Yeah, okay. That is more of a marketing and, and it's probably the it's probably the simplest marketing book I have read mm. in terms of helping people. Like if you think about a, a videographer specifically or, or creative, mm. like you're not the hero in your fucking story in your business, mm -hmm. your customer is. So you tell your customer's story. Mm by sharing your own testimonials, your results that you help your customers. So it's all about you're the guide in your customer story. Mm. So for me, I'm the mentor. Like this story, we can talk about me, but at the end of the day, my clients are the fucking hero mm. of their own businesses. Mm. I'm not their hero. I'm mm. their guide. Mm -hmm. That's what they're looking for. If I say I'm the best, you should work with me because I'm the best, no one's going to fucking work with me. Same like the filmmakers and videographers. Mm. They go, I'm the best filmmaker. Cool. You have zero dollars in your bank account because you're saying that. Mm. You got to let go of that. You go, you know what? I'm going to help my customer. Mm. So... Five books, a mixture of, you know, mindset books and sales and marketing books. Mm -hmm. But that would be my top five. I like that. I like those. What's the worst advice you have ever received? Uh, it's actually from one of my very first business coaches. And I, I love this advice because it helped me back for a good years. But it was one of the very first things that I had this intuition when I started my first video business. I knew I was going to be a coach. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, because I started out and started reading all these books and I started reading like Russell Bunsen. I learned mm -hmm. about coaching, consulting. And I was like, mm -hmm. I should be a business coach for filmmakers. And I said that in the first year of my business. And she's like, oh, filmmakers don't have, make a lot of money. Like you should, that's not a good market. And I was like, I was, she's my business coach because she was one of our clients yeah. as well. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's probably true. 
so I didn't step into business coaching yeah. for four years because I heard that advice. And then I, I had this epiphany. I was like, I fucking spend money on coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I spend money on gear. I'm a filmmaker, videographer. That's yeah. like, a, like, I was like, huh. So it's the worst advice, but I also appreciate that because it held me back to go learn all the things yeah. I know now. Because if yeah. I had started coaching filmmakers in my first year of video, I would have been coming from a place of lack, not a place yeah. of abundance. Yes. So that was the worst piece of advice, but technically, I'd that's probably get... so interesting. Like yeah. someone could have stopped you from doing what you're doing, basically. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. What's the best advice you have ever received? Trust your journey. That everything's going to work out. That if you're in a hard time right now, learn the lessons from that and trust the process. The more you trust it, the more you get to receive the lessons. And that that advice is as is a tattoo on my arm that says trust your journey. It's my kind of motto for life is like whenever you're in a shit moment, you know, people say it in different ways, but trust the process. If you're in a shit moment right now, trust it. Things will work out. It will get fucking better. Like, trust me. I've been in some really dark places that, you know, I don't wish upon anyone. You know, even like a breakup, something that like tore me apart. It was one of the most, I couldn't even sleep at night for like literally three months. One of the worst things that happened to me. Like it's in like immensely, but one of the greatest things, because at the end of it, I found the love of my life. I've got an amazing partner right now. I've got an amazing business. A couple of years later, but it was those those hard times is, is where it is. So trust your journey is the best piece of advice I've received. Yeah, and in those dark moments, they're gonna build your story mm. to be a much yeah. better story. You don't want a, a story yeah. in which you, everything went great yeah. for you as being yeah. the character of it. Oh yeah, he got everything. Yeah, he literally got everything well, he if, ever if, wanted. If you think about it as like uh, you know like the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Like the hero doesn't become the hero to the end of the story. It's the journey that's the most important thing that we watch movies for that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if you think of yourself as the hero of your own story, you know there's gonna be some shit and lessons you're gonna learn. Yeah. And those are things that create the action-packed movie at the end yep. where people get to sit at your, you know, your funeral telling the story of how you change people's lives or the impact that you had in the world. Yep. So the journey is the most important part. Yeah. You need the conflict. Mm. You need the you difficult need, you, need, you need the difficult times to make a great yes. story. Yes. And one, once you also reframe the way you see them too, mm. like understanding that it's okay. This mm. is life. It's meant to be difficult. It's meant to be hard. It's meant to be enjoyable at mm. times as well and, and having the highs. But once you learn to reframe the mindset and the, the lens through which you're looking at your reality mm. and understanding that, yeah, these, these laws are fine. Let me embrace them because some something I've been thinking a lot has been as well that it feels like I will never go back again to ground zero mm. because I've been there a few times by now. Mm. I went from being a dentist to, you know, start from scratch, learning a new language, you know, coming to the other side of the world, mm. working in, in jobs that I never thought I would have to as being a dentist, pursue this crazy dream to make videos full time, lose everything on the way, you know, lose mm. all my money, have zero motivation, no way of how I was going to make it through. Had some sort of success. Again, went back to it. COVID happened, all this stuff. Now things are way better. Mm. Actually, like insanely better. I never thought it could get this good. And, mm. I'm, and now even where I'm heading, I'm just so excited because it's going to get 10x better, mm -hmm. right? There, there's no limit to it. Mm. 
and now it's like, fuck, I will never go back to those times. Mm. I can't. I can't afford. It. I can't afford to go back to those times, yeah. right? Because I, I know I've been there many times. Mm. I will never allow myself to go back again. I will do everything in my power to build the the future that I'm trying to build for me, for my family, for the creatives and entrepreneurs that I'm trying to help and just try to have the biggest impact I can on this floating rock before I pass, you know, trying mm. to do some good and leave it better than what it was. So in a way, every time things get difficult now, I have to almost like, fuck, mm. I'll never be at this point again. I need to enjoy it, yeah. you know, because then once I get the financial freedom and all this shit, you look back I will always be talking about these moments. Yeah. Because once you get there, they, what I speak to with my best mate with Guillaume, that he's on the same boat and right now we're at the same level with business and all of that. So it's very exciting because we every day we literally just call each other, dude, this didn't work. This went to shit. This worked. Dude, you need to start doing this. You know, this system is better. This is that. This happened with the client, whatever. So we're learning from each other. So we're fast tracking our, our way. And now we also have support, you know, to even fast track even more that. But every time I'm just like, every time I find ourselves just talking and be like, fuck, right now it's been difficult or whatever. I'm just like, dude, Imagine once we get everything we're, we're working towards, we'll only be talking about these moments. Mm. We need to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we talk about the advice that you have received, the best advice and the worst advice. Mm. What are the three pieces of advice that you will give your younger self or creative entrepreneurs out there to make their journey easier, better, more enjoyable and successful? Mm. First one, start reading books earlier. For me, I read my first book in 2016. I've now read hundreds of books, <laughs> right? Up until that point, like I was naive. I thought reading was for like nerds and stuff like that. So the first one is like, start reading books. Like in school, I was terrible. I was dyslexic. I hated it. But when I'm out of that, now I'm reading books. I love them. So books would be the first thing. Start reading books. That would be my first advice to my younger self. The second one is like, everything's going to be okay. Like, as we just talked about the journey, like it's all going to turn out exactly how it's meant to. Might not turn out exactly how you want it to, and that's okay. So that's where you got to trust the journey. Third one is all the dots obviously connect, right? So when you look back in your life, look at the, the, the pinnacle points that's happened. I remember Steve Jobs, one of my favorite quotes is like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you must trust in your gut, karma, life, whatever, that the dots will line up in the future. And for me, when I look back, I can see where there's different points in my life that have changed the direction. And those points are the lessons where, you know, breakups or like business failures or business partnerships or, you know, clients saying no or, or meeting new people or things that I've done. And the lessons there are stuff that I can use today, stories that I can share with my customers, my clients, my friends, my family to help make an impact. So the dots only connect when you look backwards, not looking forwards. So those are three piece. Love that, especially mm. the last one. Is there anything I didn't ask you today that you have a burning desire to share with creative entrepreneurs? That's a really good question. I think we've covered a lot, right? And this is where, you know, if you're, if you're creative and you're listening to this, right? My one, one last kind of final thing to share that I would love to, to cover off is, you know, invest more in yourself than you do on the gear. Like I've spent over 100K in coaching and I will spend more and I will do it because not because I just want to have the ego of I've spent so much on coaching. I generally believe if for me to help my customers, 
I need to keep investing myself. And it's the same with you want to get better at video, or you want to get better if you run a graphic design business or whatever, investing in yourself is gonna have a bigger payoff than the actual tool. So buying a new camera, it's great, makes you feel good in the moment, but it doesn't solve the problem of your fears and anxieties and stresses of say a sales call or you know, following up with clients or anything like that. So invest in yourself and start with that. For me, that's where I spent a lot of my money in my early years. I actually haven't spent a lot of money on gear until probably like the last six months is invest in yourself. You are your biggest asset. Your level of personal development and understanding of yourself will determine the level of life that mm -hmm. you can have. Brother, we're gonna have to do a fucking round two. I still have so many <laughs> questions when we're on time. Where can people find you, learn about you, about what you do, get, mm. connect? Yeah. Where can they find you? So best place is Instagram. So Ayrton Saddle, it's my first name uh, and last name on Instagram. It's the same on YouTube. Don't really post much on YouTube just yet. Maybe as this is coming up, maybe I have. But Instagram is the best place. If you ever want to reach out or get st stuck in your business, if you're a filmmaker, videographer, look, watch some of our free content. We've got a shit ton of free content that I post every single day. My goal is to give so much value that you can go get to that first level in business that you can succeed. If you want that next step, you can always reach out to me as well. Again, you know, we specifically work filmmakers and videographers. So if you're, if you're watching that and you want help, if you just want to watch my content for free, do that. But Ed and Saddles, that's, uh, that's my Instagram handle. All the links will be down below. As always, the best way to support the Creative Grid podcast for us to be able to reach more people and have a bigger impact and have legends like Ayrton today on the podcast. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give your thoughts. Let people know that this is a, a great podcast, hopefully for you, five stars. Nothing less than that. Follow us on all social media platforms at the creator grid i'm at nelflip subscribe on youtube if you haven't let us know what were your thoughts of this episode and we'll certainly have him for the second round that would be awesome thanks for having me on man oh good brother good vibes for everyone you Ooh. how was that yeah okay, bro that was awesome fuck yeah bro